Life Podcast's Catechism of the Catholic Church in one year. Today is day 127, and we begin with number 954. The three states of the church. When the Lord comes in glory and all his angels with him, death will be no more and all things will be subject to him. But at the present time, some of his disciples are pilgrims on earth. Others have died and are being purified, while still others are in glory, contemplating in full light God himself, triune in one, exactly as he is. All of us, however, in varying degrees and in different ways, share in the same charity towards God and our neighbors. And, and we all sing the one hymn of glory to our God. All, indeed, who are of Christ and who gave his, and who have his spirit, form one church and Christ cleave together. So it is that union of the wayfarers with the brethren who sleep in the peace of Christ is in no way interrupted, but on the contrary, according to the constant faith of the church, this union is reinforced by an exchange of spiritual goods, the intercession of the saints. Being more closely united to Christ, those who dwell in heaven fix the whole church more firmly in holiness. They do not cease to intercede with the Father for us, as they proffer the merits which they acquired on earth through the one mediator between God and men, Christ Jesus. So, by their fraternal concern, is our weakness greatly helped. Do not weep, for I shall be more useful to you after my death, and I shall help you then more effectively than during my life. I want to spend my heaven in doing good on earth. Communion with the saints. It is not merely by the title of example that we cherish the memory of those in heaven. We seek, rather, that by this devotion to the exercise of fraternal charity, the union of the whole church and the spirit may be strengthened. Exactly as Christian communion among our fellow pilgrims brings us closer to Christ, so our communion with the saints joins us to Christ, from whom, as from its fountain and head, issues all grace and the life of the people of God itself. We worship Christ as God's Son. We love the martyrs as the Lord's disciples and imitators, and rightly so because of their matchless devotion toward their King and Master. May we, may we also be their companions and fellow disciples. Communion with the Dead In full consciousness of this communion of the whole mystical body of Jesus Christ, the Church and its pilgrim members, from the very earliest days of the Christian religion, has honored with great respect the memory of the dead, and because it is a holy and a, and a wholesome thought to pray for the dead, that they may be loosed from their sins, she, she offers her suffrages for, for them. Our prayer for them is capable not only of helping them, but also of making their intercession for us effective. In the one family of God. For if we continue to love one another and to join in praising the most holy trinity, all of us who are sons of God, and form one family in Christ, we will be faithful to the deepest vocation of the church. Father Jack. Thanks, Bill. You know, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I think people may, may hear the beginning of this and hear the three states of the church and be more familiar with the more classical terms. I think, um, you know, the church triumphant, the church suffering, and the church militant. Um, and, you know, we just don't use it because... I don't know why we don't use it, but we don't. And so basically, though, it still holds true, right? The teaching never changed, even if the words sometimes uh, shift. So the church triumphant is that the church that is already in heaven, the church suffering is 
is the church in purgatory, those members who are being purified um, and and have no um, real uh, no assistant but our assistance but our prayers and the prayers of the saints uh, in heaven. And then the final is is the church militants, the one who are fighting actively um, for their own salvation, right? Because we're supposed to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. So, but we're united always, right? Just as we discussed in the last uh, yesterday, basically, um, that that idea of of we're always united in our in the sacraments and the um, in, in charity and in, and in all that is is good. Um, so we we ought to help one another. We're, we're, we have a calling to assist one another with our prayers. Now, praying for a saint to get to heaven is a pretty useless thing to do, right? They, they, they got everything they need, but we can still ask them for help. When it comes to those in purgatory, we should be praying. It's a, it's a great act of charity to assist them and um, in their prayers. And, and, you know, most theologians, at least, I don't think all, but most, even say that the souls in purgatory can intercede for us here on earth. Um, because they're closer to God than we are, right? They're holy souls. They've they've won their salvation. It's just not perfect yet. Um, and then and then we ought to pray for one another, right? That this is still still a great be- and beautiful act of charity. And I think we see in this this quote from Polycarp. Who anytime Polycarp comes up, you got to bring him up just for the sake of his name. But he brings up that this the we love the martyrs as the Lord's disciples and imitators, and rightly so because of their matchless devotion towards their king and master. You know, he, you know, it, the early church had a great respect for the martyrs, and we all should maintain that respect. But the reason for it, and I don't think that, and I think it's something that is lost a little bit, is that it's because they're more perfectly united to how Christ lived and died. They, in their innocence, still offered their lives for the sake of, of the love of the brethren, that that we should have this kind of reflection of 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 right the reason for the greatness of the martyrs is because they imitated Christ more perfectly. It's not just because they died. I think we we sometimes do we do that with a couple of the virtues where we're just like, oh no, I'm supposed to like it, and so I will. Right? I I know I'm supposed to like chastity, so I will. I know I'm supposed to think celibacy is a great vocation, so sure. Um, but we lose track of, of why do we why does the church exalt these virtues? Why does the church exalt martyrdom? Um, it's because it is what you know who Christ is. Right? He he witnessed to obedience in a way that our first parents didn't. He witnessed uh, true devotion to the Father and a perfect acceptance of His will when we don't. The martyrs imitated Christ in their death and so we ought to honor them because we desire to be like them because we desire to be like Christ and so as we look to the witness of of all of the the saints of this this entire communion of of one body the church we ask for their intercession often because they've they've made, they've attained what we desire we're we're saying I I desire to be like you right you know the um you know we try and play pickup basketball on Thursday nights at, at the, the gym at Archbishop Neal School. And, you know, you're not going to see an NBA player walk in there because they're not going to get any better. They will look much better than they do against other NBA players, but they're not going to get better because we're not that good. <laughs> you have to be around those you desire to be like. That's why professional athletes train with one another and not with the average Joe. 
because they need to get better. If we desire to be better, if we desire to be holy, we have to stick around the saints. We have to be around them and and constantly ask for their intercession and protection because they're close to God and they can and our our desire our asking of their help is our drawing close to them. If we want holiness, we have to be near holy.